You're listening to Pod of Wonder, the podcast that builds a world using random Wikipedia articles and then plays a game in that world. This season, it's divine felines and canines, a pantheon where every god is either a cat or a dog, metaphorically speaking. anyway <laughs> anyway yeah back back to game <laughs> yes we've got back to game <laughs> one one more round of storytelling and then the end of the world da, da, da. Dun, dun, dun. okay i still need a i want to do a weekender story so i'll figure out a topic you just figure out a topic for irritator because it's like i kind of want to but i also am like i I want to explore my others more, I think. So we'll see. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, that is something that we, we, uh, a question point that was brought up is like, if you want to tell a second story about one of your gods, then like, by all means, like, you don't have to tell a story about each one. I'm, I'm pretty much vibing with the, like, the two that I've already explored. So I'm kind of excited. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I don't remember the name. Yeah. Anyway, I'll decide though eventually. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I thought the booch was gonna be the hard one, but I'm so I'm surprised that <laughs> I'm playing I, that. I, yeah. I mean weekender should be easy to come up with a story for, but Yeah. I have an idea for a story for my third god, which is very bad, but um just based on my role. Cool. Bad how. Uh bad like it's not a very good story, but you can hear it right now. Out of wonder. Go for it. <laughs> All right, this is a story about Featherstick and uh, unexplained visions. Mm-hmm. So, as you've probably encountered, it's pretty common for people, especially young people, to ask why the sky is blue. And this happens a lot all over the place uh, with children and probably, I don't know, 20-somethings sitting around their apartment or whatnot. Um, but the sky, having heard why is the sky blue so many times has gotten very irritated with the question. So irritated, in fact, that it decided to make everything on the Earth that was living sky-like. And vice versa, took away the way everything looked and threw it into the sky. So now everything is walking around being sky-blue, whether it asked the question or not, but if it did ask the question, especially blue. And that's caused some problems, because now everything on the face of the Earth is sort of kind of bluish and sky-like. Um, and this causes some problems, because everything's the same sort of sky color, so everything was bumping into everything else, and it was impossible for one thing to tell where anything else was, because it was all that same sort of sky color. So... Featherstick realized that uh, this could definitely be sort of slotted into a different kind of way of thinking about this, and changed everything to be something that was sky-like, but not all that same blue. So there are some creatures now that look like parts of the Milky Way seen at night, and some creatures that look like a very nice little meteor shower, and some creatures that look like, uh, I don't know, a solar eclipse. So things don't bump into each other anymore, and they're all a little bit more beautiful than they appeared to be when uh, the sky got initially irritated. And uh, now the sky has gotten its comeuppance. Oh, sorry, I was looking away. What's that? Keep going. Uh, I'll I'll interject uh, later. I like your story as it's going. So, uh, so uh, everything sort of looks like a more beautific thing that would have appeared in the sky, and the sky got its comeuppance because now it just looks like a whole bunch of fur and flesh, and that was not really what it wanted, but it did get, I guess, a little bit of uh, help there because now no one asks why, at least for now, why the sky looks like fur. The end. And that is why denizens of Issa have been covering every cave ceiling with a certain kind of hanging mold, which emulates the appearance of fur. So that we don't come across that problem here. Why is the sky fur? Blue fur? It's uh, because the spores that inhabit our atmosphere... Isa has this all documented very particularly on some spreadsheets. That's how it is. And isn't it beautiful? 
beautiful. You don't have to tell children why. You can just show them now. Sure. And if you've got like a nice little cave, you can show them. And it really broadens the space to have uh, sort of the hanging spores and fur on the ceiling. It, it, it makes it feel like the room is much taller than it really is. Oh, 100%. Double the end. All right. I did manage to think of a story for the weekender. Uh, for the weekender, I've chosen the topic, something that bears your name. And contrary to what you might think, the weekender is not named for the weekend. The weekend is named for the weekender. See, when the world was very new and the the gods were not a a united pantheon but a a series of disparate creators fiddling away in their own little realms uh building only things within their specialty uh, a council was called and and decided hey we we need to unite all of our realms into a a single plane of existence where it is not merely us and our creations but a a whole panoply of of things where we we all interact and create things together that no one of us could ever create on our own and that's going to take a, a lot of effort it's going to take a lot of logistics and the weekender volunteered to be the uh the go-between and the messenger between different realms like you know you you need a kind of some instructions sent over to this god, I'll do that. Uh, you need uh, to arrange transport of, like, uh, materials uh, of wood from the, the forest realm into uh, your your realm of stone. I can do that. And, of course, the Weekender, uh, god of mischief and leisure, never intended to actually do any of these things. It's It's so far between these different realms, and isn't it just easier to just kind of, you know, stick around where it is? I'm sure everything will sort itself out. And and any any time the the gods would follow up with the weekend, they're asking, "Hey, whatever happened to those uh, all that stuff that I, I sent you out to get to me?" Or, "Hey, did you ever uh, get a reply to that letter that I asked you to carry?" Uh, the weekender said, "Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be coming in uh, in just a few days." And, you know, on and on like that. Anytime you, you ask the weekender, it's, it's always just a few days away. And uh, eventually all of these, these requests and these, these missions and these demands started piling up. And the weekender was in dire straits. There was more, more duties than the weekender could ever possibly do. And there was a, a deadline approaching that the, the council had sent. And so, Hat in hand, with with all of the the desperation of a slacker approaching a deadline, the weekender went to Angelique, who at this early time in in our universe was still a god of time, and, and the weekender said, "Angelique, god of time, can you can you tweak the knobs a little bit? Can you give me?" a period uh, of just slow down the passage of time long enough for me to get all this stuff done that I said I was going to do, and I, re- I do intend to do it. I always did, I promise you. And so Angelique created The Weekend, uh, a period where time just 
seems to to move a little slower and you you get to relax and everyone gets a, a little time off to enjoy themselves except for the weekender who is furiously running around and doing all of the things that they put off during the week um easily i just have to add a, a couple more rows to my spreadsheet um yeah no uh for sure um just uh you do know that this is going to... I can't just add extra days for you. I have to add extra days for everybody. And this is going to... You know what? You're a good friend, so... Done, done, and done. This is going to create a giant paperwork backup for uh, the time department. Uh, because we are now going to have to register what was... it. it did exist before, but it wasn't on the clock, kind of, you know, on the, you know, universal time clock. <laughs> hey, 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 I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you've got it. You're, you're yeah. Angelique. I mean, yeah. come on, it's, it's time you got time. Hey, by the way, did you see the new intern that Ikro hired? I think she might be your type. Anyway, gotta go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cool, cool. I'll check in about, um, you know, uh, qualifications and everything. Um, okay, cool. Okay, that, you know, uh, add it to the spreadsheet. Oh, Irritator, we have an interruption from you. It, it just, just a minor detail. Uh, Irritator is definitely somewhat responsible for the Sunday scaries part of the weekend, so. <laughs> just kind of, like, fucked up filing some of the paperwork where it was just, like, really annoyed doing his job one day and like just kind of hook that up anyway that's that's that bound to happen we were gonna ask for more days of the week and you know jobs were gonna fill it up that's the weekend i've got one all right i'm also um doing the something bearing their name so the thing that bears uh tolga's name it's um tolglas which is like a really special distortion effect glass technique developed by some devotees of Tolga, um, the distortion monks. Mm-hmm. They, you know, kind of practice like really meditating on like the like, you know, the gray areas, the like distortion, the like difficult inconsistencies and like how they can be confusing and twisting and all this other stuff. And so like, you know, it, this is like a meditative class glass making technique and it's also really sought after by like certain collectors because there's like a, you know a limited amount that gets made because it's just this like very kind of like cloistered monastery that knows the technique um oh yeah what 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 does Ikra have to do with it most of humanity has perished in the overworld uh <laughs> so they're looking for some hobbies and a glassmaking class? I mean, seems strange, you know, rescuing people. Uh, but that requires a little bit of ingenuity, and and maybe there's something they can learn. Ah, <laughs> mm. mm. huh, faucet. So I think you know, faucet has kind of maybe with cooperation with these monks, maybe with cooperation with Tolga, maybe not in cooperation at all. Um, kind of harnessed the power of this tall glass as a way of like 
coding information into their their various uh, zines. Mm. Like you, you know, you might look at this tiny little little folded up thing with just your eyes, and it would look like a completely innocuous. But looking through the the tall glass, uh, it can reveal secret information, like uh, meeting place instructions or like ways uh, of like making uh, Molotov cocktails or something. Oh yes, and um, I think that Ikro like that those followers or whatever Ikro like learned a like a slightly different like than the than the like true toll glass technique like it's just slightly off so it's also like you know something considered like approved basically approved by the monks because they're using it in a distorted way from the true technique so it's almost like you know the distortion continuing the distortion and propagating it um Mm -hmm. yeah i like it yes sev i guess this is two questions which are maybe one question does smashing the glass make it better or worse and can you remelt it to make new uh, toe glass? And sorry, I'll give you, uh, that's two questions, so I'll give you a <laughs> okay. I kind of like, I think maybe there's like um, an additional, additional technique of like, you know, it's like an added layer of distortion that comes from like occasionally breaking a sheet of toe glass and then like um getting it back together but like with all the impurities that it picks up from the ground where it shattered like you have to like grind some dust into there and like other things so it like almost kind of it's like another distortion and that's like that's a much more prized technique and it's much much harder to um really succeed at and it's much rarer but yeah there's so many tokens Oh, uh, have I been cheating this entire time? What? No. <laughs> Ow. So I've just been throwing cards down in order to insert something into the story, but I've been ignoring what the card actually said that I threw down. <laughs> Honestly, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was not paying attention to that either, but I feel like I had been. Was I cheating, or is that okay? I think it... I don't think you were yeah. cheating. I mean, like, I saw you throw down, like, Civ, and I, I don't know. I just kind of rolled with, like, Civ and, like, breaking things as, you know, literally, like, pureeing and kind of, like, it's sort of similar or something like that. Yeah, they all, they all felt pretty relevant. In that particular case, it was relevant because I was, it occurred to me that I was cheating. So, <laughs> um, but, but the, the rules as writ, the whatever I throw down should be relevant to the quality of what I'm throwing down, right? Yeah, but, you know. Again, I'm just thinking about writing, writing the rules for people that will never... Yeah, 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 that's all. Clarifying it, yes. I, I assume I was cheating based on what the rules should be. I mean, it's a storytelling game. There's not really cheating. Yeah. But it, but the idea would be that in the spirit of the game, what I throw down should be relevant. Yeah, you yeah, should yeah. aim for that. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool, 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 Definitely cool. be conscious of it going forward, yeah, yes. Cool. For the, the one story we have left that isn't yours. <laughs> Keep it in mind for just that. Who needs to go? Did everyone go? We still got a Maria story, right? I th- really? Don't we? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I thought I had already 
I'll go again if I didn't if I didn't already, and you can great a desperate prayer uh, to Angelique Verona. She is a quiet woman. She is a quiet woman locked in her thoughts. She has a small apartment above a theater on the square. It's rent controlled. It's loud, but she does enjoy the feel of life around her. She reads every day, and she is tired. She's quiet, and every day she prays to Angelique, the god of time, and receives no no response. One day she is uh, looking over the newspaper, as she always does, and she sees an advertisement for... Angelique and Katzen, partners in crime, they will solve your mystery. She calls them up. Katzen answers, hello, thank you for calling. You know, Angelique and Katzen's uh, like a hotline. Uh, what can I help you with? My whole life. I've been very concerned that my mother's pearls were stolen from her. She was in the first iteration of Cat on Broadway, and the whole system fell through the earth, and, and they put, kept putting on the show. Great and fantastic. And we have not recovered her body or had contact with her since then. Please, could you track her down for us? I sit here, old, dying. The overworld is fraught, but it has been my home my whole life, and I am reticent to climb into the earth, and that is why I am calling you. Please. And you have no other information? No, I am. Um, I, I am sorry. I have nothing else to tell you. I am, I am just distraught, and I need help. I just need to know that my mother's most treasured possession will be interred with her. Oh, hell. Did I just say that all into a void? No, I'm here. I heard it. I heard it. I was I was on mute um, because I was listening. I was listening. Yeah. I, listening. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of ways to work kombucha into this, and I'm not. I'm not getting anywhere. So, okay, all right. You you keep going. I'm just enjoying hearing like the the I don't know dramatic monologue dialogue thing. I'm enjoying it. Anyway, sorry. No. <laughs> Just went on a, a blindingly like like personal like story journey, and I, I was like kept looking down at the sheet, and there were no interruptions happening. And then I was like, "Oh shit, am I on mute?" <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Look, you know me. I love a sad old person story. So I'm I am wrapped. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how it is. I think. Like in the last days of the Oververse, 
It's like you're old. You you don't want to move. You the world is ending, but you do want to know that your stories and your questions will move on into the new world. And then there was a truck. And then there's a truck. And then there's a truck. <laughs> so what happened? Wait, what do you mean, so what happened? Did she get the necklace before she died? Hell, oh. the sto- finish the story, Mom. <laughs> then I'll go to bed, I promise. Katzen logged the story, as Katzen always does, uh, into the itinerary for Angelique. Uh, it could have taken months, but Angelique saw this story and was touched. They had had been the god of time and felt the prayer of Verona deeply. She went to the closest pawn shop and looked for the necklace of that uh, that description. Okay, I don't need to tell her that her children are assholes. Um, I'll just send it back. And she wraps it up. Sends her information in it as well, and just in case, because you know how these things start. You know, just a, a misplaced heirloom, a misplaced message, and then suddenly we're, uh, we're investigating the murder of an elder member of the family. Damn, did I do all the things? What else do I do? <laughs> uh... Danny, what else do I have to do? And they all the happily ever after? Yay, the end. Oh, happily ever Oh, and Angelique. The Angelique. The Sherlock Holmes for all women who love women. And all women <laughs> who love MBs. And all MBs who love other MBs. <laughs> and all MBs who love men. And Angelique, you know, flexible. <laughs> The flexible <laughs> detective of Baker Street <laughs> making those sweet, sweet invitations from one to another. Which is here from her eye and says, Of oh, your own love, I will always watch over you. I'm gonna help you get your necklace back. And then, happily ever after. Oh, oh, happily ever after. Katzen and uh, Boriarty and uh, <laughs> and uh, Haldina uh, Aldrich all entered into a uh, poly relationship. Everyone got everything that they needed um, every time. <laughs> I'm just imagining like the the like the Looney Tunes like circle kind of closing in. Mm-hmm. Like that's all, folks. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> one, one more thing. One more thing.
This has been Pod of Wonder. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder. And you can buy some t-shirts and stickers and stuff at society6.com slash pod of wonder. Danny can be found on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs. And you can find the games Danny makes at DannyMakesRPGs.itch.io. Morgan can be found on Twitter at MorganTheFay. Fay spelled F-A-E. Because I know there's like eight different ways to spell Fay. Mike and Maria aren't on social media, like any good unfathomable cosmic being. Our opening theme is Opening by Komiku. Our closing theme is Music is Divine Inspiration by Johan Vandegrift. See you next time, Wanderers. Wanderers.